Circular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Popular Technology Radio. I happen to be named Mike Etchart, and I happen to be hanging out at the NAMM Show 2020 here in uh, Anaheim, California, right across the street from Disneyland. NAMM, N-A-M-M, used to stand for the National Association of Music Merchants. It is a trade show. The public is not able to come into the show. It's for trade only. And this is where we see and get a chance to talk about all of the technology that goes into the production and the creation of music. So it's one of my favorite trade shows to go to. Joining me on the show is my good friend Mike Castanon. He is a tech expert and a musician and uh, has joined me for many a NAM show. Mike, we ride again. Yeah, I think it's been eight Eight years, nine years that we've been doing this, and something like that. Have known each other for, for a lot longer, a than lot that. longer than that, and it's always a blast to come to the Nam Show. Back when we get started playing music, and uh, you know, this was you would read about the things that happened at the show. Of course, pre-internet, you would read about every all the exciting products, and and it was just such a buzz. And I remember thinking, I. God, someday I hope I can go to the NAM show. And that was back in 85? Well, I, my first time was in 85. When I was in college, I worked at a music store. So, of course, I was in the business and I got to come. And I've been lucky enough to come ever since. And then we, I started doing radio. And we used to do a live broadcast back in the days when, when live stuff was happening. Um, and that was kind of logistically kind of a pain in the butt here. Only because it's, as you will probably hear as we're recording right now, the show is not open yet. But uh, in about... Ooh, a little over half an hour, and throughout the show, you'll probably start to hear a little bit more music in the background and, and volume. It's a very loud trade show, is it not? Well, it's probably going to be near live, right? Because you're going to be experiencing yes. all the sounds and the people uh, and the crowds go. that are That's coming right. through. So while it it's practically live, it's practically live. <laughs> That's right. But we are we are actually taping the show. So, and this is the oldest trade show, Mike. As you probably remember, I think the first year of the NAM show was in 1901. Back in the days when, of course, musical instruments had been around for a very long time, and there were pianos and sheet music and band instruments and string instruments, and that was what this trade show was in Chicago. Chicago, right. In Chicago. In a basement of some, uh, I don't know why I want to think of a department store. Yeah, it was a very small affair. If they, they probably didn't even have department stores then. But uh, but the NAMM show came out to California, I want to say in the 60s. I, I have to look that up, actually. I'm not entirely sure. But of course, uh, it's a unique trade show, and I think we might kind of say a version of this every time. It's a unique trade show in that we're surrounded right now by lighting and amplification and you know gigantic screens but if you go over to you know a few rows over there are a broad variety of cellos or saxophones or wind instruments that are essentially unchanged in many cases for the last couple hundred years. So it's rare that you see at a trade show, it's usually all about new stuff, but, and yet here we see everything, the entire gamut of things that, that folks used to create music. And it's, it's a very unique, because you, you know, in our professional lives, we go to other trade shows. And I was just at CES last week. Oy, there's only been a week. I guess it has. And you know, that's just nothing but brand new stuff. There's nothing that's old there. 
And yet here it's 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 a, an interesting combination. Well, even over the last uh, ten years that we've been coming here, Mike, we've seen it transform. The technology that's that's been introduced with the old. We say this every year. We've got we've got the old with the new. That's right. But the advancement of the technologies are just incredible in what's available to musicians right. and, and pros and, and amateurs. And like in the same case with, and I think I might have mentioned this at CES as well, this is also a testament to the changing efficiencies of manufacturing. You know, the way stuff, it can, how quickly it can be built and prototyped and created virtually. You know, they use a, a program called SolidWorks to design lots of these products. And it comes to market fast, and it, they, they are able to get that price down super, super low. So, when you know, when you and I were growing up, you know, uh, guitars, you know, in, in 1970s dollars were $700. That was a lot of money when the minimum wage was about 4 bucks, And they weren't great guitars. You can get an inexpensive guitar now for about 200 or $300 that are fantastic and better than anything we ever had back in those days. And they are dramatically less expensive. So everything has come down in price. Everything is lighter. Everything is cheaper. Everything is better quality. And it is just a fantastic time to be a musician or to be just a consumer. And it, it, lots of other things as well. But, boy, it's a great time to be a musician. Right. And you don't need a semi-truck to uh, That's transport right. To your... carry that stuff around. Exactly. So it's, it's a fun time to be hanging out and talking about the technology of music, which is what we are going to do today. We're going to talk about recording technology. We're going to have some guests on, many of whom are returning visitors of ours, and, and get a perspective on what's going on here at this wonderful show. So we're going to... Take a quick commercial break. You are listening to Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, talking about the gear and all the great stuff that's available now and being shown at the show here in terms of the technology of music. So stick around because we are coming right back. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more Popular Technology Radio. Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Pop Tech Radio. I am Mike Etchard. I've got Mike Kasten on, tech expert, fellow musician, and groovy guy. We are hanging out at the NAM Show 2020. And uh, as we mentioned before, you know, this is a trade-only show, so only folks that work in the business. And it's, it's a four-day event. About 120,000 people show up. And as I mentioned in the first segment, as a kid, we always kind of glamorized this event and wanted to make sure we could somehow someday get in. And here we are broadcasting from the NAMM show. It's always fun. And, you know, Mike, we were talking about, you and I were, were playing music, gosh, back in the 80s. And you may recall, you know, we went to a recording studio. And back in those days, a recording studio was about $100 an hour. Yeah, and you would you know in records or, or, or songs in then and now are are kind of recorded like a layer cake, 
the entire band doesn't go in and play a song. You basically do your part, and then somebody else comes in, and then you, they rewind it, and they record it over that, and it's it's done like a layer cake. And that was it's called multi-track recording, and that came into being in the 1950s, really. And then over the years, they were gradually got more and more layers, more tracks. And probably in those days, you and I probably recorded on an 8-track or a 16-track recording studio, which were the economy places to go. They were inexpensive at $100 an hour. And we walk around this show, and we see lots and lots of recording equipment and systems and everything now it was back then you'll recall it was on magnetic tape it was on tape it was on tape and it was analog which has a wonderful sound to itself you can still record on tape in some places but most people record on computers and they use digital audio workstations which are the recording software packages but compare and contrast, a hundred bucks an hour. We and it probably took us about. We were probably in the studio for one song. It probably took us, I don't know, four or five hours if you're working pretty fast. It took a while. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of Apple's digital audio workstation, their program, which is called Logic. And Logic is one hundred and ninety-nine dollars for the entire package. And uh, you're probably a big fan, as I am, of Billie Eilish. She is uh, a huge, huge act right now. A very young woman. I think she's just turning eighteen. You cannot turn a radio on without listening to Billie Eilish. And she and her brother recorded all of that record on Logic at their house. They each had Logic in their own bedrooms, and she would record in one room, and then she would email it or or Dropbox it over to him in his room, and he would listen to it, and he would add to it. And that entire album, the latest, the big Billie Eilish, actually, then she started posting on YouTube or SoundCloud, I think. And um, boom, you know, and she made a record in her bedroom. And it sounds fantastic, but it didn't really cost anything short of the cost of the computer and the your, software. Your internet uh, fees. Yeah. Yeah, in, in just a recent and playing with, uh, with some guys. I'm based out of Colorado. The, uh, the other musicians are in Pasadena and West L.A. And we would all take our separate files and we would put them up into Dropbox. We use Pro Tools. We layer it and then final mix it. And it was uh, we're doing it. When we're hundreds of miles away from each right. other. Right. That's pretty remarkable. So you can collaboratively work at any distance, anywhere. And that a lot of albums are made like that now. You know, even major records that you hear on the radio, you know, maybe they want a, a special guest to play guitar. Well, then they'll they'll be working in Los Angeles and then they'll send those files to Paris. or And then, the let's say, a guitar player will listen in Paris and he'll record his parts and then email them to them and they mix it. And so the things that are available now, not only in in dramatically low cost and dramatically higher quality, but the convenience and the technology that allows people to collaborate across continents, across the world. And I think it encourages younger musicians. You buy an Apple MacBook Pro, and it comes loaded with GarageBand. Right. And kids can get onto that who are emerging musicians, and it helps encourage them to Absolutely. To play. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with the loops and with all the sounds, you know, even if you're not a piano player, you can buy an inexpensive keyboard to hook up to your computer and activate the sounds. And you could go very slow and then speed it up. And, and it allows you to do stuff you couldn't do in real time. And it's just, you know, again, we're living in such a wonderful age to be a content creator. And, of course, we're talking about music. And the technology at our fingers is pretty dramatic. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. We are at the NAMM Show 2020. We'll be right back. Stay right 
right there. We'll be right back with more Popular Technology Radio. Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-2-2020. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Welcome back. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon joining me. And then who joins us now, Mike, but a veteran of this show. He is Dennis Houlihan. He is the former president of Roland. He is the former president of NAM. Former chairman of Former chairman yeah. of NAM. Yeah. Exactly. He it's is just former. I just go by former. Former. But you 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 have been in this business for ages. It's always a treat to get your perspective because you've been to many a NAM. I think I asked you last time, but what was your first NAM? My first NAM was uh, 1965. Wow. And that was in Chicago. In Chicago. And the, the show, the industry displayed at the Conrad Hilton Hotel on Michigan Avenue. Wow. They take the, the furniture out of the bedrooms and they put the product Oh, so they actually had the, you would go through the rooms with, that's where it was, you know, and uh, the hospitality, it was crazy. <laughs> the beverages were served out of the bathtub because they'd put ice cubes in the No bathtub. kidding. Yeah, yeah. McCormick Place wasn't in the offing for this industry at the time, so it, it occupied the Conrad Hilton. Then when it grew... CMI, the company that I worked for, Chicago Musical yes, Instrument, right. went down the street two blocks to the Pick Congress Hotel, oh, and that became the CMI, the which was Gibson, Epiphone, Moog, Lowry organs, Storing Clark pianos and stuff. We were out of the Hilton. I mean, that was oh that, boy, that was, that was yeah. Big. In the show opening, we were talking about how the, I think 1901 was the first NAM show. Why was Chicago kind of the center of the musical instrument world? NAM was started by a group of piano retailers okay. in New York, and okay. it's, it was incorporated in New York, 1901, and they were trying to kind of raise the ethical bar because pianos were being sold off the back of wagons, oh, wow. early door-to-door selling, like, sure. hey, lady, you want a, you want a piano? <laughs> and, you know, this has been made by loving people in the Tibetan Alps or something yeah. like that, and the piano guys could spin quite a yarn, and it was a collective effort to make the business better and they banded together and said if if we're not telling lies if we're being ethical if we're treating customers well the business will grow and it did over time the industry itself which had been east coast based greater new york migrated to the midwest which became the Wurlitzer company was based there mm-hmm. hammond mm-hmm. organs hammond were organs, based there sure. you know? yeah. so as the industry migrated westward nam's headquarters moved to chicago okay. and that's how the industry show and activities began in Chicago and stayed there for many years till the move out to Carlsbad, California. Right. And in a similar fashion, they came to the West Coast because that was just where lots of the population was and... No, no. Because it was warm? No. (laughs) So many of the large importers into the United States, into the music Mm. products industry, Yamaha, Kawhi, were all on the the West Coast, from Asia. So... It made sense that the center of the music products industry shifted a little bit 
which paid respect to the growing Asian customer base. Mm -hmm. And it was a good time and a good positioning for NAM to end up in California. And here we are in Anaheim. Wow. And it's and it's 120,000 odd people that come. A dramatic difference from the hotel ones where you would walk through the halls and step into a room and see you somebody's new guitar. You couldn't get yeah. the pianos and the organs into the, the hotel. <laughs> oh, that made a lot of movers quite happy. I mean, I remember as a, here I'm a snotty-nosed kid. I think I was 15. I go, wow, this is really cool. Hammond organ, which was the top oh, of the yeah. heap. They took the biggest suite at the top of the hotel, and they had their own bank of elevators when you were going to the oh, Hammond experience. Wow. And they had all these heavyweight players. George Wright playing the Hammond okay, organ. Okay, sure. I remember that name. Jackie Davis. Uh-huh. You know, just, it was, you name it, it was there. And it was like, wow. This is really, really, oh, really, yes. really, really cool. Well, and we spoke at the top of the show the same thing. You know, I when we were starting to play music, and you know, you would read the magazines, and they were covering the Nam show, and it was just like, wow, I wish someday I could go to this. And ditto, you know, ditto, yeah, ditto. Yeah, the same. Yeah. And of course, the well, and I was going to talk to you about that because you know the the chain. And I was just at the CES show, and it's the same thing there. It's kind of. The changing face oh. of trade shows. Okay, oh, I know the trade. I know the uh, you know the CES yes, link. Yes, okay. But I'm going to come back to that okay. as well to talk about it. But um, you know, in the day when it was brick and mortar retailers, this is where at trade shows products were introduced, and you had sales reps representing the companies, you had buyers representing the the, 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 the retailers. retailers, and they would talk and they would you would plan your forecast for sales for the following year. Well, brick and mortar, as we know, is really, really on the outs, unfortunately, in some cases, not everywhere. But it's not the same as it used to be. And and so what is a trade show for now? Well, good question. Good, good question, because I think the music products industry is unique in that need for bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to play a guitar and tell yourself what it feels like when you're looking at a yeah. picture of it on the screen and you're listening to it. That's a very physical, interactional, right. personal experience. Very, it's intimate. Yeah. It, it is intimate. And you really can't get that unless you're touching it in a store, which happens right. to be bricks and mortar. So I think a, a happy combination of online retailing, mm-hmm. but the in-store experience, because it all comes down to service and the believability of the person that's put that guitar in your hands. Are they making you feel confident? comfortable this is something you really want to take home yeah and you can do it now because it's in your hands and you're in the store and you know if there's ever a need for new strings or an adjustment that person will be there to help you yeah that's what's making so many smaller retailers who have online marketing online Mm -hmm. selling but they still have that that touchstone that that anchor that base where people can come and physically touch it and interact with it and that's yeah. what makes it makes a difference that's awesome and on that note we're going to take a quick break you're listening to the pop tech radio show mike edgehart mike caston on dennis houlihan we're coming right back this is popular technology radio your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends we'll be right back Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE-equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60-0 braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years. 
Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Welcome back. It is Mike Etchart with Mike Castanon and Dennis Houlihan at NAM 2020 in Anaheim. You're starting to hear kind of the music. I think you can probably hear that through the microphones. You can yeah, feel it. You can feel it. We can feel it. Exactly. So, Mike, you were talking on the break. A question for Dennis about? Yeah. So, Dennis, we talked about NAM early on in Chicago, and I'd like to hear, we'd like to hear your perspective on how you've seen the NAM show change from then to what it's become now. Okay, that's a, a quick, easy answer, because look at how entertainment has changed in our homes. Mm-hmm. Go back to 1965. Maybe you had color television yeah. with the, you know, the peacock. And that's right. Console and television. Co- oh, that matched the end tables. Yes. You know, that matched the stereo. Oh, yeah. Of your team, that matched the design. My for rich the, friends had those. For the piano. Yeah. Oh, Or boy, the organ cabinet. Okay, that's yeah. pretty happening. Yeah. And you're sitting at home at night with your family. You're going to watch television or maybe listen to little Sally play the piano or grandma's going to play the organ, maybe. There was no... DVR where you could record and watch television later. There were no personal electronic devices that you could pop headphones on and listen to your kind of music. There was no PC. So let's move out of the 65 into the 70s and suddenly there's a personal computer. Ooh, things have changed, you know, and home entertainment has changed. Instead of the TV in the cabinet, it's now a bigger square box that can do more things. And that changed how we decorate our homes, the music that's played in the home, and the stuff that dealers were selling. Some dealers were also involved in selling televisions and mm-hmm. stereos, because you went to that store when yes. you went to buy that stuff, which is how the cons- relationship with the Consumer Electronics Show, which started in the basement I of the NAMM show at the Hilton Hotel. Back in Chicago. Yeah, because in those days, music retail, many music retailers sold record players. Ooh, yeah. You know. And that's how that started, and then it's grew into the monster show that it is today. But if you parallel how electronics have changed our lives, the same thing has happened with musical instruments. And just look around here. Amplifiers. It used to be big stacks. Now they're small things that you can carry, put mm-hmm. on your desk, and you sit in your room, play, plug in headphones. You're not bothering anybody. You're making beautiful music with very small components, but having a personally rewarding experience. Couldn't do that back then. Can do it now. More people are involved. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And and we were talking before you got here about, you know, we're spoiled. The relative cost of things, even just going back into the 80s, let's say, were dramatic. And everything was big, as you've mentioned. You know, you needed, when Mike and I started playing in college in a band, I had a pickup truck because I had to have a pickup truck. I had a Rhodes piano. I had a big PA speakers. And And a broken back from carrying all that stuff. And a super sore back. And, um... But I was young and dumb. But it is so dramatically different. And as we mentioned, too, you're also seeing the drastic improvements in manufacturing technology well, and how they can virtually create things before they even go to, to prototype. Which is such an exciting time because the theme for the NAMM show this year is crossroads. And it's not just two streets, you know, Harbor and Catella right. in Anaheim, California. <laughs> but NAMM sees it as a, as a convergence of music, technology, entertainment technology the vocabulary is changing yes so that you can play music make your own music video really make your own podcast podcasting equipment so mm-hmm. everybody wants to be on the radio yes they do and this is so exciting as technology has made devices smaller lighter so your back is saved mm-hmm. but it, it empowers more people to become more involved in the pleasures of making music or sharing it with others yeah. YouTube 
and all the stuff that we see there, it's an exciting time. So rather than saying, wow, this is amazing, to me it's exciting as to what's going to happen next year. Mm. What are we going to see that we haven't seen this year? Yeah. So there's, the future is very bright and exciting. Yeah. I think we might have mentioned this over the years, too. And I got, I got my start at the tail end of it was then called the organ business. And I was having dinner Thursday night with the folks from Casio. And I was thinking, you know, in many ways, you know, we, we have these disruptive companies in technology. And Casio was a completely disruptive technology that that maybe the organ business was kind of on its way out anyway, just demographically, I'm not sure. But boy, Casio, in many ways, killed the organ business, well, didn't they? I'd say they took a firing shot across the body. Sure, <laughs> okay, exactly. But they opened up the idea of playing a keyboard to a much bigger audience, yes. much, much bigger audience. And for a much less money. And they're still doing it. Yes. And doing it very well. The organ business changed because the, the idea of having a furniture piece musical instrument yes changed yeah and that's a good point the organ has not had a strong personality to be seen on television or on radio mm-hmm. right so the lack of that personality the number of people who are turned on by organ music I'm one of them uh-huh. has diminished in size but sure. the organ business is still alive in parts of the United States mm-hmm. Florida Arizona retirement areas. Funny you should say. That. Yes, that's right. Because it's a very social kind of thing. Yes. Where, Come to my house. I've got this new organ, and let me play for you. Oh, that sounds really good. Can I try it? Yes, yeah. you can. So that the social aspects have never been stronger, and the benefits for the people who are into organ as a hobby, it's still alive and well. It's smaller than it was. Sure. You know, but still there. You want to hear something scary? Because at one point. Pianos and organs occupied 40% of the floor space at the NAMM show. In the day. In the day. And now? In the day. I don't think there's an organ company. Well, Hammond Suzuki is exhibited. Sure. But the home organ is not being exhibited here. It's still alive, but it's and not being exhibited. And that's where he started, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, is it Fresno? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yes, in, in Fresno. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and, and Fresno's still there. Too. Fresno's still there, and it's much larger than it was when you... True, That's true. exactly right. All right, well, you know, it's been a treat to have you on the show. It's a privilege. Always. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to... You're usually my first call, and so I'm just warning you, for 2021... You're going to be my first call count, again. Count on me. I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> All right. It's Dennis Houlihan. A pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. It's, it's always a guest. And Thank to have you. that perspective, because it's 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 getting harder and harder to find folks that, that not only you know were there in the day, however, but you also have a very lucid explanation and, and, and I lived vision it. of how it is now. I lived and, it. And yeah. that's pretty unique. So we really appreciate that. And on that note, we are taking a quick break. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio from NAM 2020. Stay right there, because we're coming back. Be right back with more Popular Technology Radio. Kia doesn't have to be the oldest SUV maker around, because what they lack in the cautious restraint of age, they make up for with the gravel-pounding ambition of youth. Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento SX, part of the tough-and-ready lineup of SUVs from Kia, with fully active all-wheel drive, torque-vectoring corner control, and forward collision warning. Kia, give it everything. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Forward collision warning is not a substitute for safe driving and may not detect all objects surrounding the vehicle. Always drive safely and use caution.
Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, we're back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, hanging out with me at NAM 2020, and the super groovy Scott Wood from Soundcraft, and he is at GPLM. And I had to get out my decoder ring, Scott. What is a GPLM do? A GPLM is a global product line manager. Uh-huh. So a global product line manager is a kind of a combination between product marketing, product management, and project management. Okay. So in instead of having multiple people having to communicate with each other and coordinate on projects, they just said, okay, you do everything from the market <laughs> analysis to the end of life of products. Wow. And you are the air traffic controller, to say the least, of a, of a given product. <laughs> well, it's my fault. <laughs> Clearly. Well, that's, uh, and I will hold you solely responsible then, because you're also the only person involved in the chain at all. Yeah, there, there's many, many people that contribute, but ultimately I'm the one that's responsible that says, if I ask the company for this much money, then I have to deliver this much money. Wow. Well, there you go. No pressure there. It's yeah. just another day at work. That's right. And we happen to be sitting, by the way, in the Harmon Media Center and Soundcraft, which we're going to talk about a Soundcraft product, is part of, under the umbrella of that. And, and the bigger umbrella over that is actually Samsung now, isn't it? Yes. We're, Samsung is, Harman is a division of Samsung. Mm-hmm. There's several different Harman divisions, Harman Pro, Harman Automotive, Harman Lifestyle. I work under the Harman Pro division, which includes the classic repertoire of Harman products, JBL Touring, JBL Retail for that are, that are sold in music stores. There's Soundcraft, there's AKG, DBX, Lexicon, Crown. Um, Tons uh, of great stuff. All kinds of great stuff. Fun stuff. And... Uh, drool-worthy stuff if you're a musician. <laughs> but I wanted to talk. So, you know, in Mike's and my day growing up, you know, playing in bands, and you would you would have a mixer, and in that mixer it'd have all these knobs, and then on the back is where the, where the jacks were that you plugged in your microphones or your other instruments, and now they are. You just you just gave me the great great line because I would just say they're kind of there's invisible knobs, but in fact it's a surfaceless mixer. We're talking about a product you guys have called the UI twenty four R, and it is a twenty four channel mixer. There's no knobs on it. One of the biggest moves in the industry lately has been you have to do more with less. Yes, because when you think about it, like the one you just you the your square footage in a location costs money. Yeah. And the amount of stuff you have to carry to a gig is like how big of a truck do you need <laughs> to go in. And you look at a certain part of the generation now, and it's an, it's an Uber generation. They don't yes. even have cars. That's right. That's so right. it's like we need to create products where people can just, you know, hit a uh, remote transport on their phone. Right. And pack it all up and under two arms and go to a gig and exactly. do a gig. Something backpack worthy. Yep. And so, so part of that is, is when you get there, the whole do more with less challenge is I may be the person who's playing piano and I have to do front of house and I have to do monitors and I have to play music in between sets. And oh, I also need to multi-track record this because we're going to use this in social media in the next couple of days. Right. So it's, it's kind of a, the surfaceless opportunity allows you to take an iPad or a phone or a computer or a Mac or a PC or anything with a browser. allows you to go anywhere in the room. I need to go out in the audience and hear what it sounds like in the audience. I need to go on stage next to the drummer and make sure that he gets the monitor mix he needs 
I need to go to the to the lead singer's microphone and make sure that that monitor is not feeding back. I need to do everything, and the only way to do that is to be able to walk around and be portable. And that's yes. kind of what drives the surfaceless transition in mixers. Right. It's, it's one of the options. We make 50 different mixers, but for a, for a certain market, for certain people, surfaceless makes a lot of sense. Yes, and I will I will give you a dramatic thing. As you know, when Mike and I used to play in a band, and you know, you, we didn't have a, a mixer in the audience, so we would, you know, you one guy would go out there and stand and say no turn it up over there and then he'd walk back and you could hear if you're on stage and then he'd walk back outside again and listen and okay did change that now you have an iPad the knobs are there they're just virtual on the iPad you're not the only one that makes a product like this but I asked around and everybody said go check out the Soundcraft version because there's an elegance to the one you guys have created that doesn't exist with your competitors. Well, I think part of it came from from a couple of different angles. One of them, we have a, just an amazing, strong analog history mm-hmm. with, with Soundcraft. So the, we were working with the Studer engineers, and they actually were involved in the design of the digital side of that remote-controlled mic pre, worked building off the standard, the GB4 type of uh, mic pre. Okay. And it created a nice synergy between those two. And first of all, people are amazed with the sound quality because it's really, it punches above its weight. Right. On the other side of it is the people that were involved in this design and the the software are people who mix shows. Right. We mix shows from a small level to large concert level. Yes. And so the way that we looked at it is very straightforward about the actions that you have to do to make a show work in the big desktop, we have one specific button just for setting gain staging. Here's your mic freeze, uh-huh. here's your levels going out. Right up against each other, both of them have meters, both of them are very clear. Right. It's beautiful. I mean, it is a lovely, lovely, as they say in the UK, a piece of kit. Mm-hmm. And and what's the what's the, the retail on that? I mean, it's... The retail in the US map is, is 11.49. Right, which is, you know, dirt cheap and the flexibility is ridiculous and and I'm looking forward to moving over you know we, we grew up in a time when you had stage monitors and now if you watch any professional musician they have in-ear monitors and this device allows for for that and and a, 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 a you can use your phone to change the volume on what you're hearing so it's pretty remarkable so Scott what's the website if folks want to find out about the awesome UI 24 go to soundcraft.com yep and there's a list of all the mixers you're, you're looking for the one that's UI 24R awesome all right check it out folks Scott Wood a thousand thank yous for coming on the show thank you all right it's pop tech radio we're coming back from NAMM 2020. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. We'll be right back. Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-2-2020. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Now, here's your host. And we're back. Hey, it's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Edshart, Mike Castanon, and Brent Butterworth. Yes, the Brent Butterworth. He of the wire cutter. He of jazz times. He of soundstage solo. And he of the double bass, the upright. You're a musician. I am. We saw you at CES, and now you come to NAMM because you've been playing forever. I assume music predated everything for you. It did. Music got me into all this stuff. Right. You know, I never, uh, I started playing guitar, and then I realized, you know, this is back in the 70s, I realized, like, I could start making things to use with my guitar a lot cheaper than I could buy them. Right. And so I started slapping together, you know, guitar preamps and PA systems and all kinds of things. And, um... Yeah, it was before. You know, nowadays musical instruments are fairly cheap, but back then, man, they were well, expensive. And we, uh, Mike and I were talking about this earlier in the show, is, you know, you, in the 70s, a, let's take you're a bass player, you know, mm-hmm. a Fender Precision Bass, the go-to bass, was about $600. If, if that, yeah. Yeah, but it, they weren't that great. You know, that was kind of the, the, a low period in the quality, just in terms of, you know, they didn't have kind of the mojo. You can get a ridiculously great bass guitar, especially if you're starting out for about yeah. 200 bucks. 200 now. bucks, yeah. Right. We have one on wire cutter. There's a Yamaha that we picked is our best. We have pro bass players, you know, try them all. Sure. And they're all like, man, we could we could go play a gig on this thing tonight. You know, this yeah, thing's exactly. great. Cheap used to mean terrible. Yeah. And it doesn't anymore. Cheap used to mean unplayable and useless. That's and right. And now it's like, I got a $129 Squire Mustang that's just <laughs> completely awesome. Right, exactly. Better than the first guitar I ever bought, which was many times the price. By far. Absolutely. So we're, we're hanging out here at the Harmon booth, and we're listening to AKG headphones. Mm-hmm. And this, you know the model number. What's the model? The K371. The K371. I understand they are $149. They sound fantastic. They are. And uh, they do. And this is like the ultimate, you know, Harmon's done all this research for years into what makes a good headphone. Yes. You know, in terms of like user, you know, they've... they've literally run hundreds of headphones past hundreds of listeners in blind testing mm-hmm. and this is sort of the, the they've created they've started to create headphones based on this research and this is sort of the ultimate manifestation of that research and for people who don't want a wired headphone they have a bluetooth version coming out too. i heard that yes we were just talking to david from jbl and Harmon, and again i would expect these to maybe be 350 dollars. yeah and they're 150 i got mine for 129 on sale nice christmas and um you know so that that says a lot though i borrowed a set from another reviewer to review and uh immediately just bought a pair i'm just like i have to have these as a reference and they're so comfortable they're really comfortable so comfortable you know they sound great and not only do they sound great it's like a it's like a real reference, and that's hard to find in audio, something that you know is right. 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 And so if you, if you mix or listen through these, you know you're getting something that's kind of, kind of neutral. And uh, whereas, like, if you mix through, like, Sony 7506s, which uh-huh. we both have worn sure. and know, yeah. you know, those are kind of bass boosted, so you're going to put, Get, like, it's not, your, your mix is going to have not enough bass. It's not, not accurate. And whereas, when you're mixing, you really want to have a flat... Yeah. Reference and exactly. these are way better to mix on, really, really good to mix on. I yeah, feel. and comfortable, man. They're they're the they're the shizzle. 
I mean, yeah. I'm digging him. I am totally digging Anything else in the last, like, let's say in the next 40 seconds that you've seen here that you must have and take home with you? Yes. I'm waiting for them to come out. The new Fender, you know, uh, a lot of people are making, like, sort of Fender guitar-shaped ukuleles. Sure. Fender, of course, for, makes the Fender and, and, Stratocaster yeah, and Telecaster. Telecaster, the most, one of the most legendary guitar companies. So a lot of people were making, knocking off their shapes in ukuleles, and they were just horrible instruments. So Fender decided... Why don't we just do them ourselves and make them good? <laughs> yeah. So they have a Telecaster, a Stratocaster, and a Jazzmaster, and they're Shaped, just beautiful yeah. little instruments. They're two hundred bucks each. I thought they would be twice that. Wow. And they have a preamp and a tone control that are specifically designed so you can plug them into a normal guitar amp, like a Fender Twin Reverb, and it'll sound good. Which wow. Is which not is true not of true. No. Almost any other, you know, a, you know, ukuleles with built-in pickups. So stunning. I cannot wait for them to come out. If they were here right now, and I could buy one. One, I would immediately pop out of 200 and and go home a happy man. <laughs> well, that's only a bummer. Sometimes these things take a little while to come out, but I will yeah. go. I've, I saw them, but I haven't played them, so I'm going to go up and, and check them out. On that note, folks, we do need to wrap up this show, so thanks for listening in to Pop Tech Radio. Don't forget, we are podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In my case, Apple iTunes, and we are out there about everywhere that carries podcasts so you can go back and revisit some of our older episodes also a big shout out to our friends at Radio America they syndicate us and uh, distribute us across the wonderful terrestrial radio stations that carry us so big thanks to Mike Paradiso and Jenny Ditas up there at Radio America so big thanks thanks for listening in we will have actually another show at some point from the NAM 2020 so uh, continue listening to us for more information more groovy stuff coming out of NAM. on that note big thanks for listening I'm Mike Etchart we will see you next time on Pop Tech Radio If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck. The Subaru Outback is all new for 2020. It'll take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus up to 33 miles per gallon. It'll take you off the beaten path with 8.7 inches of ground clearance plus standard X mode with hill descent control. Welcome to the all-new best Outback ever, the 2020 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for the 2020 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary.